Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Every week, it's my goal to share a story of someone's journey through their life and financial vineyard. We take you from their roots to the journey of their vines and the influences in the air that help craft their delicious lives. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Welcome to the first edition of Wine and Dime in 2021. We are excited to be back and hitting the ground with some awesome lineup for some interviews, as well as some solo shows. Today, I'd love for each of you to think about the favorite wine that you had in 2020. There's some good that's come out of it. I traveled the world through my taste buds in 2020 since I couldn't go anywhere else. What I have found is that I am really in love with some unique wines that, and from places that you wouldn't even think to go look for wine. Probably in 2020, the most unique place, at least unique to me, was when I found some wine in Lubbock, Texas. Wonderful region for wine that you would never think would be a wine region. So I'd love to hear from you. What was your travel through the taste buds in 2020? And we would love to feature that wine. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on our show, we would love to have you. We want to share the stories and the journeys that everybody has been through in their lives. Everybody's journey is truly different. And we would love to have you on the show. Please contact me if you are very, if you are interested. Again, we'd love to have you. Everybody is welcome and we'd love to share your story. With that being said, this first episode of 2021, we could not go forward without talking about the big bill that was passed at the end of 2020, the coronavirus stimulus legislation. Now, one of the things that we hear a lot of people talking about in addition to me covering the stimulus is they wanna get organized. That's what they're looking for in the new year resolution. We're hearing this from a lot of different people. So once we get through talking about the coronavirus stimulus at very high levels, then we're going to dig into some thoughts around getting organized with your cash flow and net worth. So let's hit this ball running and get on, get on with the show. Okay, let's start with the coronavirus and stimulus. By the time this podcast is released, if you haven't already, you will be receiving your stimulus. What does that mean? 
Well, that means that you will get a second recovery rebate. Now, I want to emphasize this is a rebate, right? So this is something that when you if you didn't get it and you qualify in 2020, uh, you will actually get that money back when you file your 2021 return. So it is a payment. A second one is a payment of six hundred dollars per person, including dependents. There are some income limits. For example, there's a full payout if you're under uh, seventy-five thousand if you're single, one hundred and twelve five if you're married, and one hundred and fifty. I'm sorry, one hundred and twelve five if you're head of household, and one hundred and fifty if you're married. Again, if you haven't already received it, it will be coming soon. Then we want to talk about, you know, um, I guess some of the things about is this money taxable or not? It is not a taxable source. If you got this money based on the 2018 tax return or 2019 tax return, you do not need to repay it if you're no longer eligible. But if you didn't get it because your income was higher in 2019, but much lower in 2020, then you will actually get that at the time that you file your 2020 tax return in 2021. What's interesting is that children will qualify for the payment um, similar to the CARES Act. So qualifying children only count if they can be claimed for a child tax credit. So that's who is considered a quote unquote dependent, right? Um, No payment to taxpayer will be issued if the person was deceased before January 2020. And of course, the goal is to send out all payments by January 15th. That's the actual goal. So the direct deposits were going first and then paper checks after that. So if the recipient is a dependent and they are under 17 in 2020 and they were claimed as a dependent uh, in 2019, but not 2020, they you still get it. Okay. So that's something that you should be aware of. The other thing that um, people should know about the CARES Act that was passed, the stimulus that was passed, was that qualified charitable contributions were extended through 2021. You could still... Remember in 2020, you could have the above the line $300 uh, charitable donation. And for 2021, um, you would be able to get um, 600, right? So effective for 2021. Only available to those who do not itemize and claim the standard deduction. So that's something that you need to know about. And it must be a 501c3 charity, not a donor advised fund. And it cannot be a 509a3 supporting organization. So again, important things that you should know about if you are looking for that qualified charitable uh, contribution. Okay, so that was extended. The uh, other thing that we want you to be aware of is with flexible spending changes. So unused dependent and healthcare FSAs can be rolled over from 2021 to or from 2020 to 2021, and then again from 2021 to 2020. Now, this does remain an employer decision, so you want to check with your employer, but that's a big deal that's typically not there, right? So maybe a lot of people didn't use their qualified dependent and healthcare 
FSA this year, especially the de- dependent, um, because they didn't have daycare expenses. So they're allowing you, because normally it's a use it or lose it. They're allowing you to roll that over into 2021. And then again, from 2021 to 2022, there is a grace period um, from 2020 to 2021 to the funds to be extended for 12 months. And it's okay to modify your election for 2020, net, 2021 now um, or during the next year, which would normally disqualify the plan, but that's something that's going to be permitted. So that's something, again, important. Now, on the education front, above the line deduction for qualified tuition and related expenses is gone beginning in 2021. And there are new phase out um, levels for the American Opportunity and Tax Credit. Uh, tax the American Opportunity Tax Credit and Learning Tax Credit. So if your income is $80,000, you start to phase out if you're single and 160 if you're married. Again, those are things that we think are, are really important for you to be aware of. Employers can still give employees $5,250 per year of tax-free student loan payments through 2025. So that's something that now is an option to help pay off those student loans. And it's not taxable to you as a, as a tax payer, but it can't be discriminated towards highly compensated. And unfortunately, if you're a 5% owner um, or shareholder, no more than 5% of the education assistance can, can be for those folks. Something, again, important for you to be aware of. Those are probably the top highlights. We certainly will have more information available. We're going to be sending out a blog with some information. Oh, one other really important thing that I probably should share with you is the unemployment benefits. That has been extended 11 weeks at an additional 30,000. Um, so 11 more weeks of the Fed employee benefit was added, and that would take it through to approximately um, March of 2021. So that's again um, something that's that's possibly important to a lot of folks. There are a bunch of information about the small business provisions. A second round, or I shouldn't say a second. I'd say that the PPP loans uh, were certainly um, something that were extended. So, uh, and one thing that came out of there that was super important because there was some uh, legis- there was some. IRS interpretation that said, if you got a PPP loan and you used to pay those expenses, you couldn't deduct it. But this stimulus actually said that you can deduct those expenses, even if you got the PPP loan to uh, put against those um, benefit or those uh, wages. And it, it, it was... I, I, we were very concerned about that because for some of our folks, the second part of the year was very good for them. So it it was important that people understood that. Okay. So I'm going to move on a little bit. I I know that I did a very high level of that, but again, we will be putting out some additional information uh, on this particular stimulus act that was passed at the end of the year. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We're, We're certainly happy to answer them. So moving on to what we're hearing from a lot of people is to get organized in 2021. Um, If 2020 didn't teach you anything, that it was to expect the unexpected, right? So we want you to start thinking about putting together all of your different 
uh, thoughts around getting organized. Now, the first thing that we talk about when, uh, when we talk about getting organized, I actually have a whole webinar on this that we're, we're going to be releasing later this year. If you're interested in attending, uh, stay, stay tuned. But when you think about getting yourself organized, there's a couple different ways that you can do this. One is you can go the old paper route where you have a filing cabinet and you use, you know, the, the traditional filing folders and that sort of thing. And there's no right or wrong way that you can go about doing that as long as you know your way and you have somebody that you trust in your family that would also know how you file things. So some people keep all their insurance documents in one folder called insurance where other people break down their home and their auto and their um, life insurance and their disability insurance. You know, so you have it all separate. It, again, there's no right or wrong. It's just being able to lay your hands on it when a question comes up. Or you can go the cloud route where you scan all of those documents into particular folders and make sure if you're going to do that, that you not only have it in the cloud, but you have a backup system to the cloud. Uh, because we want to make sure that if for some reason your account ever got locked, you could still get to the files uh, of those accounts and make sure that you have somebody, again, trusted uh, per trusted contact in your household or your extended family that would be able to get into both systems. We encourage people to uh, personally, you know, use a, a password uh, file fi uh, system as well, like a LastPass or, you know, some of those systems where there's a, a password manager and then you have an emergency contact from that perspective. The ones that I personally use, um, you know, I can give you those recommendations if you want to reach out to me, I'd be happy to share that. The other thing that we want to think about when we're getting organized is to really ask yourself some questions as you're sorting through some of those documents. It's a great time to make a list of things that haven't been reviewed in a while. When was the last time that your home and auto policy has been reviewed? If it's been more than three years, it's time to pull that out and start asking some questions to your agent. You know, sometimes policies change. It's an opportunity to, to look and see what has, has happened in those last three years. If you think about how technology has changed in vehicles, there could be some safety features that you could be getting some additional credits for. Um, maybe it's time, you know, maybe an underwriting has changed on, on your policy and maybe you'd be better off with a, a, a different policy. Now that's why we love independent insurance agents because they can write under multiple companies and, and go out and get you quotes for, you know, different different insurance companies so that you can compare them against each other without having to contact four or five different agents uh, to get those kinds of, of information. It's also a great time to clean out. So, you know, what files do you actually need to keep and what files can you actually just discard? We will attach a list of documents that is a great paperwork management system. It is a nine page document. I know it sounds like a lot, but it actually walks you through like what you need to save, what you can discard, how long you need to save it. It's quite a nice document for you to be able to, to look at. And you can, you know, even uh, in some cases, people will color code it to match sort of how 
how we look at different things in that document, um, meaning how long you should keep it, how important it is. Um, should it go? We, we always encourage people to create what we call a quote unquote red folder, whether it's, whether it's a cloud-based red folder, meaning, you know, something that you label as the red folder, or if it's something that you keep in a filing cabinet, but the red folder is the emergency folder. What sort of documentation would be needed in case of an emergency? That's getting organized if you have some sort of crisis. And I'll give you a example. A couple of years ago, we had a family member that had a stroke and you know, when you're going through that with a family member, you're thinking about their health and safety. You're not thinking about all the other things that like, you know, what, what is needed. But if you have a red folder, you can flip through that red folder. Have they been in the military? Do, do you have their discharge paperwork? Do we need to call the insurance company and ask for any kind of pre-approval? Sometimes transportation between hospitals and an ambulance actually requires pre-approval. And it's a pretty big bill if you don't get that pre-approval. So having a copy of the um the insurance card in that folder so that you can call them and say, Hey, you know, this is what just happened. What is, what pre-approvals are needed that can save you tons of money. If there's disability policies, life insurance policies, those kind of things should go into the red folder so that there are, uh, you can pull that folder, copy of driver's license is another good one. You can pull that folder and just be able to, you know, look through those documents. And that that's a great way to get organized in 2021. If you don't do anything, like there's just one thing, my recommendation would be to create that emergency folder, again, either cloud or through paper system, and just make sure that your family members know how to access that information. When you start thinking about getting organized, here's some questions that we would love for you to also ask, especially as you're looking at all of the documentation. First, looking at your debt. When you start to organize your debt, when you start to put things, again, in the system, um, what really ask yourself, are you comfortable with the level of debt? Do you have a tally? Have you written down or typed up a list of all your debts and tallied that up? And are you comfortable with it? How much of that debt, that total debt is actually um, a percentage of your income. So is it 40%, 30%? What is the total value of debt to income? So if you looked at your total debt and the total payments that you're making per month and then divided it by your income per month, what is that percentage? And is that something that you want to focus on in 2021? Also take into consideration your credit score. How comfortable are you with that? Where does your credit score rank? We try to suggest that people keep their revolving credit utilization, meaning credit card debt, that sort of thing, less than 30% of their um, total available balance. So if you have $10,000 available on a credit card, we suggest that you try to keep that below 3000 so that your utilization ratio is below 30%. That will help your credit score. And the lower that goes, the better your credit score will be. Also take into consideration any kind of uh, debt that you may have co-signed on. So you aren't paying the debt back, but you co-signed on it because that person, that could actually be something that you um, would be responsible for. And that does include any business loans that you may have personally guaranteed as well. 
2021 is a great time to look at any student loan debt that you have. Uh, 2020 gave us an opportunity for a lot of people to take a breather on their student loan payments. That's been extended right now through January of 2021. Um, but a lot of companies are calling are requiring that you call them if you wanted to extend it. So some people have gone back into repayment and didn't necessarily realize that they could extend it to 2021. We'll know more if they're going to extend it beyond January of 2021. But right now, you're going to go back into payment status in February. And it's important to know what your options are. If you're still struggling, can you go income based? You know, what are what are some things that you can do? Also take stock of your personal property. Uh, what's the value of your home? What's the value of your cars? Um, what are some of the things that you need to look at from that perspective? And how is that impacting your cash flow? Those are some things that you might want to think about. And then on the other side of asset and liability questions, are there any assets or liabilities that are uh, unusual, have restrictions on the use? You might want to make note of those and have that noted in your, in your documents. And this is a wonderful time to look at your beneficiaries because you just never know um, you know, what could happen in life and to make sure that your beneficiaries are up to date is super important. And we want people to be looking at that and thinking about that. Like I said, it's super important that you be um, considering that as a annual or, or semi-annual, uh, I guess, task that you should do. But if it's only once a year, that's fine. Just do it right now. And also make sure that you have your power of attorney uh, updated, that you're aware of it. All those sort of things are in place. And one other thing that we encourage people to do, uh, again, if you're creating a spreadsheet or just handwriting this, you don't have to list necessarily the account numbers, but list the banks and financial institutions that you work with. So many people are doing things online right now that if something happens to you, uh, it's challenging, especially if they can't get into your email to know to who to even to reach out to. So listing out your debts, listing out the banks you work with, listing out their contact information will certainly get you organized. If you have to call any of those people, you've got a cheat sheet you can pull up, You've taken a look at all of that information. You know where you are to start the year. You've gotten organized. And if something should ever happen to you, your family will be able to pull that information and they'll be able to look at that and quickly step into place and kind of, you know, deal with all the issues that they need to deal with. Well, I know this was a short episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. And as I mentioned in the intro, if you have a story that you would like to share, a journey that you would like to share, it doesn't need to be financial related, just to, if you started your own company, if 2020 was a year for you that showed you that you loved what you were doing, but not where you were doing it, or that you didn't love what you were doing at all and you wanted to change careers, We'd love to hear that story. And I know a lot of listeners would love to hear that story too. So please contact me at amy at rootedpg.com. So that's A-M-Y at rooted, R-O-O-T-E-D-P-G.com. Be sure to check out the show notes for the documents that I mentioned to you so that you can take a peek at those. And we'd love to hear what your famous questions are so that people can other people can hear the answers to those questions. So please 
feel free to continue show, uh, sending them our way. We are publishing the question of the month uh, every, every week um, in our newsletters. So if you've sent in a question, be sure to subscribe to our weekly newsletter so that you can see the answers to that too. We hope all of you have a wonderful 2021. We certainly are looking forward to a better year. Uh, can't wait to be able to hug my loved ones and see them in a lot of cases, um, but because that's been very limited uh, and travel. You know, if you're anything like me, you're ready to get out. And I'm hoping that in the fall, we will be able to do a little bit of travel both for work and for pleasure. Looking forward to hearing more from you and talking more about getting organized in the month of January. Be sure to like, subscribe, rate us. Uh, the more people that go out there and rate us, the more people learn about us. So please hop on over and rate us so that there is uh, some good uh, publicity. And also, uh, please share this with your friends so that they can get organized in 2021 as well. Happy New Year! And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.